fun facts about mothers. This is from happyworker.com. It's an it's a, uh, internet, internet site for statistics, and it gives statistics about mothers. There are over 2 billion mothers in the world. 2 billion mothers in the world. The average age of a mother in the world is 25. In 1970, it was 21. 21. The number of kids. Modern mothers have two kids. In 1950, they had 3.5 kids. Now, I don't know how you have 3.5 kids, but... In 1970, or excuse me, in the 1700s, guess how many kids the average family had? Seven to ten children. Seven to ten children in the 1700s, but in the 2016, the average is two kids. Two kids. Amen. I hope, my word, that's a lot of kids. Somebody say amen. It's a lot of kids. Mothers spend 72% of their time raising their children. 72% of their time. Women will spend 2.2 hours a day taking care of their husband. Yeah, but that doesn't include working a job and taking care of the children. This is just to the husband alone, 2.2 hours. And all the men said amen. (laughs) 88%, listen to this, 88% of laundry is always done by the moms. That is a total of 330 loads of laundry a year. 5,300 articles of clothing each year. The least favorite thing, the two least favorite things a mother wants to do is vacuum the steps and do the dishes. Can I hear an amen from the mothers? The least favorite thing a man wants to clean is the toilets. <laughs> the favorite things a mom likes to do, take a hot bubble bath. All the mothers say amen. Read a book, talk on the phone, watch TV, drink coffee, eat and balance the checkbook. <laughs> oh. The most kids a mother has ever had. Y'all ready for this? Everybody give me a drum roll. You ready for this? Y'all ready for this? In 1925, a woman in Russia gave birth to 69 children. All because of her womb. Nobody else's womb. It was nobody else's baby. This right here. 69 children in 1725 to 1765, she gave birth to 69 children. The oldest mother is Rose Ann Carter, gave birth to a baby boy when she was 63 years old in Italy in 1994. That gives me hope right there. (laughs) When I read this, I was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The heaviest baby that was born (laughs) was born in Singapore, 22 pounds and 8 ounces in 1955, and she gave birth naturally. 
I really don't know how you can do that, but let's give props to the kudos to this mama. <laughs> oh. Amen. The first Mother's Day was May the 10th, 1908. 1908 was the first Mother's Day. The busiest phone day of the year is Mother's Day. There are over 122.5 million phone calls done on Mother's Day alone. It's, it's bigger than any other day. The most card giving happens between Christmas, that's the first one, but also Mother's Day. 50% of households give Mother's Day to their mothers, totally in 152 million cards per year. The most popular birthday that mothers will, you know, they have babies, but the most popular month is, the most popular birth month is July, and the most popular birthday is uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. An average baby will cost over, the, the average baby, when a mother has a baby, the average baby costs at least $7,000. That's the least it count, uh, costs. For the first birthday alone, the first birthday of a child, a parent will spend at least $300 on the first birthday. And all the parents said, Amen. And the cost of raising a child, you ready for this? The cost of raising a child until they're 18 years of age is between $242,000 to $500,000 until they get 18 years of age. Somebody say, oh me. All righty. Somebody say, praise the Lord. And I won't be, I won't be long, you know, that's what Elizabeth Taylor told her first husband. She won't be long. <laughs> oh, you know, I always said that, uh, I, and I'm just going to be honest, I'm not the best Grandma Beaver at Mother's Day sermons, and I'm not the best at Father's Day. And I'm, I'm just being real with you, I'm not the best, but I'm going to try my best. Is that all right? I'm going to try my best. And I, I, I got a title for you. What does it mean to be a mom? I mean, what does it mean to be a mom? And uh, there are three things I'm just going to give you quickly of what it means to be a mom, all right? And the first thing, M, and I'm going to use the word M-O-M as an acrostic for mom. And the first thing, M, I think stands for model. For you to be a mother or to be a mom, I think the very first thing would be you need to be a model to your children. You teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. And as I look at the Bible, there are many women in the Bible that made a difference. I mean, there are many wonderful women in the Bible, to name a few, Esther and Deborah and Ruth, those are just a few. Elizabeth, those are important women in the Bible that uh, contributed to the Scriptures and made a profound impact uh, in Christianity or in the Scriptures. But I believe that one of the greatest mothers that we can look at, and I think we all can agree on, is Mother Mary. I think that if you look at the mother of Jesus, you can see that she really is a picture of what it means to be a mother. She's not perfect but she is a role model. And how many would agree with me that mothers are not perfect? There is nobody perfect. Fathers are not perfect. And all the parents could say amen to this. Children are not even perfect. I mean, there's nobody perfect. But I do believe that even in our imperfection, we can still be a role model to our children. We teach what we know, but we reproduce who we are. Maybe you've messed up in your life. Maybe you haven't been the best role model that you could be. But as long as you have breath this morning, there's always a new day and there's a fresh start. 
to be who you need to be to your children. You will never be the perfect mother. You will never do always the things that's right. You will never do everything that's expected of you. But you see, it's not necessarily about, um, it's not necessarily about prizes. It's about presence. It's about you being there. It's about you being a role model. So M stands for model. And as I think of the mother of Jesus, the Virgin Mary as we would call her, the Bible says in uh, Luke chapter number 1, I'm just going to read it quickly, you don't even have to turn there, but Luke chapter number 1 and verse number 30. Luke chapter 1 verse number 30. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and ye shall call his name Jesus, for he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his David. Look at verse 35. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, who, excuse me, who has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month, and her, and she was, she was barren, for with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, Thy maidservant of the Lord, let it be done according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So M stands for model because the Virgin Mary is certainly a model to all mothers. And the way that she is a model to us is because she says here, let it be unto according to your word. She didn't refuse the angel. She didn't say to the angel, listen, I don't understand this. Or she didn't say, listen, find somebody else to do it. You got the wrong girl. She didn't laugh about it. She didn't tell the angel that he was crazy. She just simply said to the angel, listen, I don't know a man, but according to your word, let it be made known unto me. And ladies and gentlemen, that is an example that she sets for all of us. Sometimes we don't understand everything in life. Sometimes things don't make sense. But we have to accept it by faith. Just like the Virgin Mary said to the angel, I don't understand this. This doesn't make sense to me. Be it unto me according to your word. She stands as an example to us this morning that even though we don't understand everything about life, even though life don't make sense at times, we still stand in a position of faith and say, be it unto me according to your word. She was a model to follow. And we don't understand everything. Maybe there are some of you that don't have your mothers today. Maybe some of you are hurting. Maybe some of you are single mothers today. And maybe you don't understand how all of this is going to work out. Well, Mary is a model for us. She didn't understand how it was going to work out. How was a 16-year-old girl from the town of Nazareth going to have a baby out of wedlock and she's going to tell everybody, listen, it's from God. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. But she said, be it unto me according to your word, even though it don't make sense, even though I cannot put all the pieces in the puzzle, I'm just going to have to walk it out in faith. And mothers, maybe your heart is broken. Maybe your mother is not here. Maybe you look back on your life and you're like, listen, things have happened that wasn't even in my control. Or maybe you are grieving this morning. Or maybe... There are situations that's out of your control. Sometimes you've just got to walk it out by faith. Sometimes you've got to be like Mary and say, I don't understand this, 
but be it unto me according to your word. She was a model for us to follow. A model for us to follow. She was a model not only for us to follow, but she is also a model for Jesus to follow. She didn't understand how this was going to play out. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that she took Jesus when he was eight years old, eight days old, excuse me, eight days old, and took him to the temple, according to Luke chapter number one. And the Bible says she offered Jesus unto the Lord. You see, mothers, that's an example for us to follow. The mother Mary, she, the, the Virgin Mary, she offered Jesus back to the Lord. She understood that if we're going to have a family that honors God, it starts with me giving my children back to God. And that's exactly what she did. Simon, the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse 25, Simon took that baby and lifted it up in his arms and said, now he sees the consolation of Israel. You see, Mary not only walked it out by faith, not only she didn't understand everything, but she accepted it by faith, but also her life is an example to us that she dedicated her children to the Lord. And you know what she did? She offered two pigeons. And that's what a poor family does. In Jewish times, if you were poor and you were coming to the temple and you had nothing to offer, you usually gave two pigeons. That represented that you were poor. You see, Mary is an example that no matter how poor you may be, it's an example to us that no matter the lack of resources that you have, you can always give something to God. You can always give something to God. And she gave two pigeons to the priest when Jesus was dedicated in Luke chapter 2 and verse 25, and you can read it later. So Mary stands as a model for us. How does Mary stand as a model for us? She walked it out by faith. She didn't understand everything. She walked it out by faith. Number two, she offered her child in dedication to the Lord. And number three, she was a giver. Even though she was poor and didn't have much to give, she gave anyway because she stands as a model for us. So M stands as a model. M is for model. O is that she was optimistic. Now as you look at Mary... It's really interesting to me when you go to the book of John chapter number 2, O stands for optimistic. John chapter number 2 is the first miracle of Jesus. Somebody say the first miracle of Jesus. The first miracle of Jesus is the water being turned into wine. Is that right? The first miracle of Jesus is the water being turned into wine. And I want you to see this phrase that Mary says here in John chapter 2. And verse number, let's look at verse number 1. John chapter 2, St. John chapter 2, verse 1. On the third day there was a wedding in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Verse number 4, and then Jesus answered, or Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Now look at verse number 5. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Now isn't this interesting? Don't lose me. This is Jesus' first miracle. In other words, Mary had never seen Jesus do a miracle before. 
She's never seen her son do a miracle before. But yet she tells the servants, whatever he tells you to do, you do it. You know what that's saying? She was optimistic. She believed in her son. She's like, I know the angel told me there was something special about you, and I know you've been helping your daddy in the carpenter shop for 30 years. I've never seen you do a miracle, but I believe in you. I'm optimistic. And he, she told the disciples, whatever she tells you, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. She believed in her son. And that's what mothers do. Mothers believe in their children when nobody else believes it. I mean, they're the biggest supporter. They're the biggest cheerleader. I mean, don't mess with their baby. Am I right about it? They love their children. They're optimistic. To them, their children is the greatest. Their grandchildren is even, even greater. And I hear all the grandparents say amen. And so, Mary, she was optimistic. In other words, she believed in her son even when she's never seen a miracle, she said to the servants, whatever he says for you to do, just do it, because I believe in my son, and I believe in who he said he was. If he said he's the son of God, I believe he's the son of God. I've never seen him do a miracle, but I believe the words of the angel. I believe that my son is the son of God. She put her faith and confidence in her son. And that's what mothers are. Mothers are a role model, but mothers are optimistic. They always believe in their children. Always. No matter what a child may do, they always believe in their children. And you know what, Mary, did you know her? her the name Mary means bitter? Did you all know that? Mary, the word Mary means bitter. It comes from the word Mara, which means bitter. Now, how in the world is Mary's name means bitter, and yet she never became bitter? I want to show you something. It was prophesied to Mary in Luke chapter 2, verse 35. They'll put it behind me. Look at this. Luke chapter 2, verse 35. And I want you to see the prophecy concerning Mary when she was at the temple. The Bible says that Simon said to her, yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also. In other words, Mary experienced some bitter situations. It felt as though a sword was piercing her heart. How many mothers can raise your hand and say, I went through some things where I thought a sword was piercing my heart. She was experiencing some bitter situations, but yet Mary is this role model that even though you experience bitter situations, you don't have to become bitter. You don't have to become bitter. She was optimistic. She's a role model. How is she a role model? She's a role model because she didn't understand everything. But she said, be it unto me according to your word. She walked it out by faith. She's a woman of faith to us. She was optimistic because even before her son performed a miracle, she believed in him. Whatever he tells you to do, you do it. And lastly, and in closing this morning, M, the other M stands for 
mainstay. She was a mainstay. You know what a mainstay is? It's an anchor. It's a rock. And Mary was that anchor and that rock for her son. Now let's not go to extremism with some churches who exalt her. But this morning, the Bible does say that she will be blessed to all generations. Can I hear an amen? But what I want you to see is that at the cross, look at it, John chapter John chapter number 19, the Bible gives us a clue. John chapter 19, she's a mainstay. She's not only a model, not only is she optimistic, but the Bible tells us that she is a mainstay. In other words, she's an anchor, she's a rock. And the Bible says in John 19 and verse number 25, John 19 and verse number 25. Now look at the wording here. John 19 and verse number 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother, and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said to his, the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. You see, who was at the cross? Was Peter at the cross? Oh no, he was hiding. Was Matthew at the cross? Oh no. Was Mark at the cross? No. But Mary was at the cross. And you know why Mary was at the cross? Because that's what mothers do. Mothers stick beside you no matter what. They stick with you through your pain. They're a mainstay. They're an anchor and they're a rock. And you know what? Maybe some of you never had that mother. But aren't you glad God always sends somebody in your life to take that place? Somebody say amen. God always has that way of filling that void in our life. You see, Mary wasn't perfect. As a matter of fact, she, she sung the song the Magnificent. And she said, she cried unto the Lord, my Savior, the Bible says in Luke chapter 1. She needed a Savior. She wasn't perfect, but she is a role model. She's a role model because she walked it out by faith. She didn't understand everything, but she walked it out by faith. She dedicated Jesus to the Lord. She was optimistic. She believed in her son. Even before she ever saw a miracle, she still believed in him. And then she was a mainstay because when everybody else left the cross, she was still there. Only one man was there, and it was John. It was Mary and her sister and Mary Magdalene. Thank God for women who have stayed the course throughout the centuries. Thank God for women who have kept the doors open for the church. Thank God for women who brought children to church. Thank God for godly women who are mainstays. Somebody say amen. So Mary is an example to us. Abraham Lincoln said, All that I am or hope to be, I owe it to my angel called my mother. See? I think I believe what that poet said many years ago. He said, the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that can rule the world. Mothers, you have a great responsibility before you. Raising children, 
is probably one of the hardest, hardest jobs to do. But you do it with love. You do it with care. You do it with tenacity. You're always there, and we want to thank you. We want to thank our single mothers who've stepped up to the plate. This is hard for you, but we commend you today taking care of your children. And the thing that you can do, the greatest gift you can give your children is to raise them in the principles and precepts of the Word of God. Instead of buying them a new toy, let's put a, the Word of God into them. Thank God for a Bible quizzing team. Thank God for parents who want to put their kids in Bible quizzing and get the Word of God into them. Amen? Amen. Let's give the gift of the Word of God. Let's give the gift of Jesus to not only the world, but let's start with our children. Do you know there was a, a magazine wrote, it was, a, it was a journal called the Ladies' Home Journal, and uh, in that journal it said that 85% of women enjoyed being a mother. But they also said in the journal that 70% of those women thought that motherhood was incredibly uh, stressful at times. Very stressful. And uh, I would agree with that. Mothers have a lot to bear. And I think they do it with grace. And they do it with dignity. And if you don't have children today, you can always reproduce yourself in somebody else. You can be a mother to somebody that don't have a mother. 